Buddies Podcast. We're back. Episode two. Absolutely stoked to be here. Uh, myself and my co-host, Dylan Osa, dude. We're missing our... <sighs> yeah, we're missing our third wheel this week. Carsone Cerveza, a.k.a. Dr. Dingo. Dirty Dingo 6'9". Um, Carcinogen. We are no longer a tricycle. We are just a normal... Yeah, we actually today. we actually fired him from the pod. Just <laughs> kidding. He's still a fucking buddy. Let's go. Uh no, he uh he's got some internet issues. He just moved out to I think it's the, the bay, right? He moved out to the bay. Yeah, and yeah. He's he, uh, he moved he moved out of his mom and dad's. Finally yep. got his own bachelor pad. Yeah. So he's thriving out there, setting up his Wi-Fi. And uh hopefully he joins us soon. But he is currently just uh doing some big boy stuff his internet guy is really shit in the bed today so yeah so um <laughs> definitely some negative ratings going to whoever that internet provider is for sure um <laughs> but yeah he should be joining hopefully at some point but for the the interim uh connor and myself we're gonna take it away um appreciate you guys uh being patient with us um as you know life gets in the way you know we're all pretty busy with our own lives on top of work and stuff like that. So it's been about three weeks since we've been here. So really excited to be back on uh, on the pod, talking with the buddies, going over everything sports related that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you want to focus as much as we can on football because um, we're just really in the thick of things right now. A lot to talk about. Um, everything from Tua Tagovailoa to um, the probable super bowl team philadelphia eagles That's um, so crazy to even think about that and again. uh <laughs> and we'll probably you know touch pepper in a little bit of hockey and and uh basketball now that those preseason games have started and we're officially back into the 2022 2023 uh season for those sports and i can't forget about baseball and the postseason hunt for October coming up here in the coming weeks. So Aaron Judge um, breaking records out here, breaking records, um, pretty cool stuff. Um, I mean, Albert Pujols as well, joining the 700 club, like just absolutely Which is so crazy. He's still playing baseball. I mean, like, I mean, the year he had like, like this year, like, I mean, he went on a tear just dude, like I, I, ripping I'll, home runs. <laughs> I'll never forget like my childhood memory of of the first time in my life the Tigers getting to the World Series and getting absolutely swept by Albert Pujols and the Cardinals. <laughs> and I'm just like, I was in like seventh grade and I'm just like, this sucks. And to think that he's still in the MLB right now is just absurd. Like I'm 28. That's I crazy. I know. Watching him run around the faces <laughs> is so funny. He's so just like... And he's just hitting dingers, and you, you could just see he's like old and like chubby and like out of shape. Doesn't he have like, <laughs> dude? You know what my favorite thing about him too? It's like he's got the most proper batting stance. Like yeah, it's like yeah. so like like proper. Like I feel like yeah. it's like the right way you're supposed to bat. You know, and like and his face like, is so serious. He like just yeah. stares. <laughs> like just, and he kind of has a little bounce to it. He's like, like a robot up there, and he just yeah. makes connection every time. It's crazy, like, man. And he's part of the 700 club. Like it's just mind blowing. Yeah, it really is. But so yeah. much to talk about. I mean, so sports much. is really here. It's it it really is. It really is. And I have a very wicked hot take from week one that um week one NFL. Week one NFL that I think will make more sense as we dive into it, but it is in relation to week one and kind of just what transpired during week one. Because if you really kind of go back in time, like those games were 
just bonkers. Um, I mean, I think football in general has been bonkers. It has. It Lots definitely of games has. we could, we could t- dive into, but yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. Yeah, but I mean, none other than what's transpired in the last four days with the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa. Um, yeah, this is tough, man. It's been pretty, pretty rough. I mean, watching that game on Sunday against the Bills, I mean – he went down with that head injury. And first of all, it's crazy when you like see both of his injuries. I mean, yesterday's like that. He got whipped to the ground. He definitely Dude, did. That was but a it's hard like, hit, man. It was like an yeah. unusually hard hit. It was, I mean, wasn't whipped. Just, it was yeah. a whip. Yeah. The whipping yeah. part of it was, yeah. what was crazy, just, I think. And, but it's like, it's crazy when you just see certain athletes that are just like glass that yeah, are, I, I mean, the dude has been hurt. If, back through college i mean he like yeah. like broke his hip or whatever like i mean it's just the dude's always hurt and like i feel for the kid and you know he never should have been in that game he never should have went back in that game on sunday i don't care what anyone says like he checked off all the boxes of what a concussion is and i mean every single analyst um sports show like since then have just it's been I've never seen so like many like sports analysts like rattled. And I mean, last night you had Ryan Fitzpatrick like get emotional like at halftime. And then today, um, on get up, you had Chris Canty, I mean, well known, you know, defensive yeah. lineman. You had Raba Ninkovich, I mean, you know, literally like a staple defender and like legend for the new England Patriots um, who just, I mean, Ninkovich was emotional. Like he was upset. Um, And like, it's, it's getting to a point where like, I mean, there needs to be accountability. Like people need to lose their jobs. People need to be fined and should not be allowed to work in the NFL anymore. And, you know, like I, I really liked, Mike McDaniel and like what he was doing and like the culture he was building. Same. I, yeah. And like, I think I said that on the pod last time I was like, I really like, cause I said, I was like, Miami's the most improved team. And I was like, I like what they did with this head coach topic for us. Yeah. And I, I can't help, but feel like he's responsible to a degree for being the head coach and letting him back in. I mean, the medical staff should totally be fired, but I mean, Mike McDaniel, I mean, I mean, it's evident that they don't care about the players. And right. Stephen A, for once, called him out today and like made a solid point where he basically was like, what Mike McDaniel said on Sunday in comparison to what he said last night is total like hypocritical and contradictory to what he was saying. And he was right. just like, you know, you it, it's basically like it's right there, like, you know, in um and find detail that like these guys don't give a shit about the players, man. Like they're just yeah. a number and they're, they're a workhorse to them. They do not care about, you know, the, the repercussions that come with like these types of injuries. A hundred percent. I mean, dude, there's a lot of people to blame here. Um, It's not just the coach. I do think Mike McDaniels is for sure to blame. Um, I also think obviously it's very clear the medical staff, like, what are you doing? Right. Um, but also the players too, like, you know, 
after seeing that hit as a play, if I was a teammate of his, right, and I you see that footage of him just getting up in the Bills game and just all discombobulated, and I mean, you could see it. Every person in that stadium could see him getting up awkwardly and falling to the ground. If I'm his teammate, dude, I'm like, you're not going in for that next play. I don't care what that, you know, that's, that would be my reaction as a teammate. If that was me, I know that's not my call, right? I'm not the head coach. Um, I think there's just a lot of people to blame in this situation though. It, it's a, there's a ton of people at fault. Um, Cause as a player, he's, he's saying I'm going back in, right? That's his mindset for sure. Probably. You know what I mean? I, I think it was, I was watching first take today and Stephen, A was talking about clay Thompson with his ACL tear in the Toronto Raptors series. And he was talking about how clay clay was ready to go back in and play the rest of that game. Right. And his dad is the one who was like, there's no shot. You're going back in. Right. So like as a player, like that's your mindset, right? It's like, I don't give I don't give a shit. Like I'm going back in there, especially in football, dude. Like you played football. Like it's a tough guy sport, dude. It, it That's, that's what it's about. Right. I mean, it's just like grit your teeth, get through it. But I think that there's a line that needs to be drawn. It, it, there's there's just lines that that can't be crossed. I mean, some of these symptoms that these players can have. From I mean, CTE causes so many different. I mean, we don't we know nothing about the brain. So it, it, there's so many things that could happen from this injury for him that could just detriment the rest his health for the rest of his life, uh, for his wife, for his kids. I mean, this dude could never be the same. You know. Yeah, and I think that, like, you know, when it comes to the NFL, the long-term effects that it has on these players, they don't give a shit about because they're not the ones dealing with it. It's the families that are. It's the parents that have to watch their son being crippled and mentally challenged from CTE or, like, yeah. a junior a junior Seau, right? I mean, you're seeing guys that are retiring early, like Luke Keekley, Calvin Johnson, like, I mean, just, like, monsters in the NFL retiring early because they're at least, like, hey, I, I – you're not taking care of me. I can't take another hit. I mean, the audacity of the NFL to sit here, like going into training camp being like, we're going to put these cushions on helmets and training camp to like minimize the, you know, the, the, the force of contact between helmet to helmet to, for concussions. Like yeah. they expose that all on hard knocks with the lions. And then three weeks in the season, this happens and they don't do shit about it. That's what it is. Yeah. It's all more, it's all ployed for them to be like, Oh, look, we care. But then no, you know, they don't. And, I mean, they so, don't, man. So like, I wanted to bring this approach to the pod because I think it's important because I think like, listen, we can, we can bring the emotional uh, point of view here, which is obvious. I think everybody feels this way, but I spoke with my cousin today. Who's a doctor about this. Um, because I was just curious myself. I'm like, I, I don't know this myself. Um, I don't know. I've never had a concussion before. So like, I, I just, I started off right there. I was like, what is a concussion? What are the symptoms? How long do these symptoms last? Let's start there. So, you know, she gave me the obvious symptoms here, right? Headache, blurry vision, double vision, nausea, vomiting, fatigue. But what was really intriguing here is she goes, concussions can last for months. Usually symptoms start to improve in two to four weeks for like younger people, two to four weeks. Okay. This dude played a football game again after getting a hard hit. And you know, that, that bills game, right. Where we saw him discombobulated. 
he comes and plays a game four days later, four or five days later, right away. I mean, that's alarming. If if even if he if he was concussed in that game, which, which he, he, pro- he probably was. Okay, we're not gonna we don't know definitively, but I mean, let's use our eyes and see. He probably was. I mean, dude, he he could i mean be recovering for months off of just that specific concussion right um so then i asked her like i was i was like what was the deal with uh one thing that she said was just like what you alluded to it's all about the money right good quarterback on a decent team she was like they probably just wanted him to to get in there and and it's true like the miami they dolphins wanted are, to stay undefeated yeah they're one of those teams that's trying to prove that they're relevant in the nfl you know whatever and tua really is i mean he's he threw that that the six touchdowns remember in that game where that that got them back in it and and they won and it was it was incredible like he really is huge for their team i mean um, they're com- they're coming off back to back wins uh, one against the yeah, six TD passes, four of which were in the fourth quarter against the Ravens, um, with a MVP caliber quarterback Lamar Jackson. The following week, they go and they play the Super Bowl favorites for this year and the Bills and beat them. And then it's a short week, and they're going against the AFC Super Bowl contender from last year, yeah, and the Bengals. So. Three three games in a row where they're like we're three and zero, let's go be four and zero, let's be undefeated, let's be the first four and zero team this year. Like everyone was counting us out, to everyone was counting you out. Mike McDaniel, first year head coach, put on your helmet and go play. Like that's right. their mentality. They don't care about the health of these players, and it's so fucked up. Like well, and so I want to I want to talk about this too because you know we obviously saw you know where where you and I truly believe that that was a concussion from the bills game but to see the second one okay we all saw what happened with his hands yeah. or his hands he literally looked like like he was having a seizure of some sort or something right like when your hands aren't your fingers aren't supposed to look like that okay i asked my cousin about that because i showed her that video and she was like i don't think that's from a concussion she goes i think that's even more serious damage to his brain or his spine she goes, they should do some sort of imaging on his head. She said the hand stuff could be coming from both his head or his cervical spinal cord, a.k.a. his upper back or neck area. So he definitely needs imaging and should not be playing at all. So, like, this dude could have seriously well, injured no, yeah. himself. Like, and, and that's that's what they said yesterday in the game. They they brought in, during the game, um, they brought in, like, a uh, retired, like, you know, one of the, like, people that were on the medical staff or like a neuroscientist, someone. Yes. And basically, and they said that the term for it is that um, it's a neurological injury. Um, yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's more than just the brain. It's, I mean, it's the brain, but it's definitely probably like his spine as well. Yeah. And I mean, he left in a, uh, a neck brace. And one thing that stood out to me as well is Typically, when somebody leaves the field, even if they're on a stretcher, you know, like some, I feel like the camera usually will like zoom in on the person. Yeah. And they did not zoom no, in on him. Like it, it was the yeah. camera was very distant from him. And like, cause they usually like will zoom in on the face to just see if he's talking, stuff like that. And there was none of that. Like, yeah. they, the camera was off him very from a distance. And then like they cut, like, 
he, I mean, they were pushing him off the fucking field from like the 30 all the way down to the other end. And like, yeah. camera was not on him at all. And you know, that's the NFL saying, don't put the camera on him because of what's happened in the last 72 hours. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And because, 100%. and I think Mike McDaniel said like, when he went out and saw him, he was like, that wasn't the two of that. I know like he was gone. He was gone. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. The, the, I mean, the dude didn't know his head from his ass. Like, I mean, and, dude, yeah, we're lucky. Listen, we are lucky that I, I think we're lucky that he can walk right now. We're lucky that he can speak. You're, I mean, you're talking about like this we, guy, some we think, we think, like, I mean, yeah, we don't be know. telling us that. We don't know. I mean, like this dude, listen to this, the symptoms of CTE. Okay. They include memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, impulse control problems, aggression, depression, anxiety, Parkinson's, uh, progressive dementia. Like, dude, this is ridiculous. The, like the amount and all of those things at the bottom, it goes, there's no treatment for CTE. Like there isn't. Well, there's no treatment and there's no way in knowing if somebody has CTE until they're dead. Right. So, so there's, so there's all they're doing is they're taking the symptoms and they're just relating it to the traits that people had that when they died and they looked at their brain, they had CTE. Yeah. It's, 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 it's exactly why junior say shot himself in the chest. He shot himself in the chest so they could look at his brain. Cause he didn't want to blow his guts out of his brains out where they couldn't, you know, scientifically right. look at it. They looked at his brain and they were like, he had CTE. That is why he shot himself in his heart because he was like proving that he had it. And these guys are, I mean, if Dude, you're it, too, I mean, I don't, I mean, what's what, what angers me is like, I feel like the NFL is just like the, little minion of like the government dude it's like they're gonna blow shit under the rug they're not gonna tell everyone what we need to hear it's gonna be just like dude it's america's entertainment man and it's like it's because they sit there and like oh it was his back that's why he fell no it wasn't he couldn't see straight everyone everyone knows he had a concussion in that first game everybody knows it except the medical examiners on the dolphins now the nfl is going to come out and say like if, if Tua, God forbid, can never play again, they're going to keep this shit under the rug until like next year and be like, oh, Tua is retiring. Like it's it's going to be something that they're going to wait and wait and wait until like the season progresses. Another thing, another prime example is to, to prove how the NFL doesn't give a shit about the players. They aren't opening. They said they're going to look like the NFLPA is going to have an open investigation on this because they already had one open on Sunday. Now they're opening it one for this. The NFL will not allow them to open the investigation until after this week of football, because this game last night was, is considered week four. So no investigation can happen until week four's games are over. So they can't even start until Tuesday, dude. So they're putting the priority of, all the rest of the games as number one in comparison to Tua, his health and what transpired. Like, dude, that's, that gives the dolphins and whoever else, or I should say that gives the dolphins and the NFL enough time to get their ducks in a row and say, this is how we need to go up against the NFL PA because that's, what's going to happen. They're just saying, this is buying us time now to like figure out exactly, make sure we're all on the same page singing the same song about how we're going to explain what happened from Sunday against the bills to that hit with Tua. 
Yeah, that's and what I, it is. I don't, and it's bullshit, dude. It's I, I don't. Up. The sad thing is, I don't foresee anything changing. Um, that's the reality of the situation here. We're talking about a billion dollar business here. Okay, the NFL. It's yeah. America's number one sport. It's football. I mean, I don't see much changing from this. I really don't. Um, it's sad. It sucks. Like this dude's livelihood is now affected from it. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a great sport, but at the end of the day, dude, like I said, there's lines that need to be drawn. And it's when it comes to the brain, dude, we know nothing about the brain. You know, we do not know anything. I mean, it's, there's a reason like Alzheimer's, right? Like we, we don't have a cure for that shit yet. So many people have Alzheimer's and dementia. Like we do not know enough about the brain, right? So you're playing a sport where your job is to, for your head's going in. I mean, your head is at risk. 90% of the time, I mean, 90% yeah. of what you're doing, you're, you're, you got a helmet on. I get it. But like, I mean, I just, after impact, I mean, it's it, so they're, they need to treat it so much more serious than any of the other injuries that you could get out on the field because that you're talking about, you might not be able to walk. You might not be, be able, you might have severe brain damage. I mean, look at Herbert, for example, too. Okay. That's a completely different related injury. And yeah. that, that kind of kicked us off this year. I was pissed about it. that, dude. Like, because, so yeah, I am, man. You know, I'm angry he, with the NFL right now. I really am. It's, it's hard to watch bad. them. So, I mean, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. Um, I mean, there's still a lot it to sucks. unpack. Like, I know that we're just like, you know, we're this is like the tip of the iceberg. And unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna know more until like end of the year. I really think they're gonna try to keep this hidden from us because they know that they're fucked and yeah, um, they're gonna try everything they can to get out of it which is big wigs and money that's what it's going to come down it's, to it's hard to move on with football i mean we're obviously we're going to talk about football you know right after this but it is hard to move on like everything's fine and dandy like that it just sucks you know the whole situation yeah. is just unfortunate it's really bad for the sport it's sad for the sport i think it's going to go down as like one of the most depressing moments in sports so far this year um i can't think of anything else that's been i mean that just was a sad look seeing everybody on the field like that kind of crowded around him. It was just really, it was unfortunate, you know? Yeah, it was, it was. Um, um, but I mean, in lighter news. Yeah. We got to lighten this up. It's getting depressing on the shit. My, uh, my Philadelphia Eagles are three and only undefeated team in the league. I can't fucking stand that. No, I'm uh, just kidding. I love the they Eagles. They are I like them. so good. I can't stand um, it for our bet that we have going where I'm going to have to go into a fucking mall and <laughs> play, play the recorder record. until I make $35 in tips. And dude, I think it, and wasn't it just for them to win the NFC East? It, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's gotta be either. Yes. I, so it, it was just the end. Like you were, you're so, you were so confident. They weren't even going to make the playoffs, dude. I you were like, I am confident to say that. Like I had, I had no idea what the season was going to entail. Like, I, I, I think you, I was wrong on everything. I was wrong on everything because I think I picked the Bucks as my Super Bowl winner, and they I just mean, do. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know I about pick, that. I pick, I picked Bucks, Chargers, Chargers winning it all. But I, I mean, it, the Chargers got the injury bug this year, unfortunately. So I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, but dude, I'm. I mean, I love my Eagles, man. I, I said I was like they are across the board the most stacked and well-rounded team. And it was all on the hands and shoulders of Jalen hurts. And the dude is just showing he's up balling right now, like, dude. I am is, impressed with him. He has the third best odds to win MVP right now. And they're playing a very 
interesting Jaguars team on Sunday. Doug Peterson back at the link. We got to talk like, about that too. Are the Jaguars no good, bro? Are they good? I, I mean, don't dude, know. this is how. And Doug Peterson's. <sighs> hey, man, that's your that's your guys. Yeah, that like, was your guy. So, like, I I love should, that. You yeah, know? he should he should one hundred percent get a standing ovation, which I think yeah. he will. Like, he brought a Super Bowl first ever. Um, a fact that's mind blowing to me. If you took all of the NFL, every NFL team's offensive stats for the year, and you rank them for best to worst, mm-hmm. and you took just Jalen Hurts individual offensive snaps or just what he's done individually and put his own stats against NFL teams, full offensive stats so far on the year, he is the number 11th ranked best offense in the NFL right now. That's mind blowing. So him, him, not the whole, like just him, what he has done, just him, just him alone. Right. He's better than 19 other teams. That's absurd. But their whole offense, not just quarterbacks, like their whole offense, he's better. Like, yeah, that's the, crazy. The dude is just playing lights out right now. I and mean, like, when he played the Lions, bro, I was getting so frustrated because I'm like, can anybody fucking get this guy? Like, know, seriously, dude. like, he, and, and it, it, if he wasn't running, he was making a sick throw. Yeah, man. Like, and like his, his biggest weakness, and I said this on the pod, I was like, he needs to be able to throw a ball more than 25 yards. Like his weakness yes. is like a long ball. And dude, he is throwing long balls, man. Like yeah. he doesn't even throw a short ball anymore. His long ball accuracy is fucking unreal. And his yeah. legs unreal. And like our O-line is, I mean, dude, we are just like across the board. Like, dude, this team is better than the Super Bowl team. Yeah. Dude, I also Easy. think Devontae Smith is just going to be sweet for you guys in the yeah. future like yeah. i think like that's crazy to think that like you guys got Devonte smith like i think he's gonna be unreal like, you are, dude, when you really think about it your team is young like they are like so they young, haven't even dude. they haven't even entered what's scary this is what i think is scary they haven't even entered their full potential like at all i know i know and like i think what else is scary dude is typically when you win a super bowl right and then you go into a rebuild. Like sometimes you can win back to back. Like we've seen teams do it. We've seen teams yeah. like be consistent with a team. But like the Eagles were a team that was like, hey, this was like a one hit wonder. We built a we built a team to win right now. And then it was like, let's rebuild. Like, dude, their rebuild took three years. Like that's yeah, fucking that's, crazy. I, like that. That's that like they any were Lions fan. That. That's like any Lions fan. Like <laughs> that's like their like, wish. Like they to, would. Yeah, I mean. It's like for them to be able to just rebuild a team that quickly after winning a Super Bowl. And like, dude, the team is, there's like no one on that team that was there. I mean, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey. uh, I think like none of the key, none of the core guys, Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson, but I think he was like out. No, maybe, no, he was in. Um, But like, dude, that's like three years. That's wild. I mean, it was 20, 29. No, I'm 18? sorry. 17, 18. I think it was 2017, 2018 season, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go back and look. I think it was um, maybe just right when I moved to New York. I remember because we watched. Yeah, that was Brooklyn. our first. That was our first Super Bowl. Yeah, we watched in Brooklyn, and and you cried, and it was like yeah. it was fucking incredible. Um, and I was so, like, at the same time, I'm like, damn, this must be what it feels like. Like <laughs> my Lions will ever win. Like I'll be, I'll be crying. <laughs> like I think I'll cry. I think and, I'll cry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like if the. Eagles and like 
and it like next one dude if the rangers ever win the cup i'll cry like oh yeah like last year dude i was so close like they went to the eastern finals and i was like if they go to the cup i'll cry like because they went back in like 2012 and i cried like fuck like the commitment you just have with the team over time and like when it finally happens it's like oh it's crazy dude but like dude knock on wood man like it's a long season like you know everything that goes up must come down so like but I just look at their schedule and it's a cakewalk, dude. Like, but postseason's and, where it's really going to be crucial for you guys. I like we said it yeah. in the last episode. Postseason is such a different ball game, and not to say that you guys can't do it. That's not it. It's just like it's so unpredictable. It really yeah. is. Like, no, you just for don't sure. know. It's one game, dude. It's one game. I know, but see, that's why. Like, and that's why it's so important to get the one seed because that's the only buy. Yeah, only buy because now it's they made it a seven seventeen playoff. So, you know, you it's only the first seed gets a buy. And this is a hot take though. I want I gotta I gotta take about that buy. Do you think that it's prevents your team from getting momentum? No, I don't think so. No, I think it's just having that one game off, dude. I think it's so for football because it's it's already an extra game season. You play seventeen games. I mean, you get like a, the buy. You get a buy, and like then you. you're you're playing a team that's, you know, I mean, gonna be banged up, dude. Like I don't yeah, think that's, it's I like mean, injuries. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, where, where I just think I see it as I well, see it the as Packers a huge, lost last year. I remember, and it was like, yeah, but dude, that's that's their mo, man. That you get you get the Packers in playoffs, they lose, dude. Like yeah, that's they how choke. they are. Aaron Rodgers right? sucks. He chokes. What a fucking then, choke uh, artist. But I be but I get it because like the Titans were the one seed and they lost too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also I think the Titans were a fake one seed. I mean, look what they're doing this year. Now, I do think that if Eagles get the one seed and it has to go through Philly, good luck. Good luck. Good man. luck beating them, dude. Like because they were the one seed when they won. The, they won it all. They were the one yeah. seed, and yeah. nobody, everyone thought they were a fake one seed because of. Carson Wentz was down and they were like, big dick. Nick's not going to be able to do it. Like he won the last two games, but he won't be able to do this. And he did it. So I just think that like playing in that environment, man, playing in that environment in Philly, like you guys have probably the best. I actually would argue it's the best playoff environment. I think, I mean, in in the league, I mean, it's, it's up there, dude. It's yeah. You don't want to be in a a visiting team in the playoffs in Philly. You guys are like a different breed, dude. Like, yeah, man, you just don't want to, you don't want it. I mean, that is the Philly sports team. Like out of all of them, it's, it's the Eagles, dude. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like they take the cake. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be really interesting. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big Cooper rush guy. Fire up ships, baby. You're Uh, No, I think, I think, dude, I, I seriously think it's going to, I'm, I'm happy that the NFC East, there's like two teams, like we're, there's there's some competition there between the two teams, just those two teams, nobody else, but you you really think the Cowboys are, I think defensively, they're going to annoy the shit out of you there. That's what's going to be the problem. But dude, like our our offense, our O-line is so stacked. Well, I, I like, agree. I mean, I think, like, the, the amount of points that you guys put up is absurd. And I think, like, that's going to be a true test for Dallas's defense. It will. I mean, I mean, you guys are really in sync offensively. So, like, we'll see what happens. But that's the that's one game where I could be like, well, you know, Dallas is, that's Dallas's defense's game. Because their offense, to are. me, is just, like, whatever. It, I mean, 
Cooper Dude, Rush, is, he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. Like we're, we don't, he's not consistent. We're, we're not going to know what he's not going to do that. What he did against the Bengals every single week. If he is, I'm going to be like, get this man a job. Like, this is crazy. But dude, like even, yeah, but when are they going to move on from Zeke? I, I, that's so Jerry Jones. I've got this thing that he, like this thing in my head that like when he drafts players or whatever, and he gets his mind around them, like same thing with Dak, right? I have takes on Dak too. Like they are our guy. Like the offense is going to revolve around Zeke. Like that's how he is, right? Like it's Zeke is our guy. And it's like, okay, Zeke hasn't done shit in my fantasy team for years. I remember <laughs> I drafted him like two or three years in a row, like thinking like, yep, this is it. I'm going to win and gets me like five points each week. So the guy is just not it. Like he he's not. There are way and better running backs in the league. Way dude, better. They're Liz. number two. Dude, their number two, Tony Pollard, is way better. Zeke is – he's big. Like, they should make Zeke like a third down back. Like – I agree. Or like the goal line back. Like, he's he's big enough where he can be like a bruiser, where he can like just, you know, run yeah. through a hole. But like, Tony Pollard's way faster and more elusive and finesse of a running back that he can get through the, the pockets and shit. So – there are just so many better running backs in the league to like, but that is up. like you said, dude, it's Jerry Jones, man. He like, has like he goes, arm. he goes in front of these press conferences. He's like, our offense is going to revolve around Zeke. Like, yeah. dude, you're living in the stone ages, bro. Like the, the league has it. I feel like the NFL just evolves so quick season by season. You know what I mean? Like teams can, especially in today's NFL, like it's crazy. Like the Bengals, right? Like the Bengals, just like all this young talent just got good quick. You know what I mean? Like each season is so different. You can't just be like, yeah, Zeke had one, two, three, maybe good, really good seasons, and he's just going to keep doing that. Like, no, dude, like things change and you have to act quick. I feel like as an owner, like you can't just be set in your old ways. You're never going to win that way. Yeah. I think he really just has a hard on for like Zeke was the number one running back on the board from a big 10 Ohio state, like where they won the championship. He was the fourth overall pick and he's just like. Dude, fuck Ohio State, bro. I can't stand that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's – that's. I mean, that's just – Jerry. that's why, dude. And that is why the Cowboys will never win again until – like, dude, I guarantee – I, I, I agree with you on that. I will agree they, with you they, on that. They, they will not win a Super Bowl until either two things happen. Jerry Jones steps down and gives away, like, a shit ton of, you know, control or he dies. <laughs> I mean, the only reason like, that's yeah, it. the only reason Dallas made the playoffs last year is because that division was trash. And it's like, that's what it is, yeah. right? Like the, the division's never really that good unless either Philly is really good or Dallas. Like, no, wow. no. See, I, I agree to an extent. I agree that Dallas, the only time Dallas wins that division is when the division fucking sucks. I mean, I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. But the Eagles win that division. They they have one hundred percent won it when the whole division sucked as well, but they've also won it with badass records. Yeah, they have. no, they've, yeah, I mean, they, I, they've won yeah. it being a very dominant team. But dude, the Cowboys are—they're not fucking. Do- they've never been dominant, dude. And they no. they sit and they walk around like they're the fucking shit. Like, dude, did you see when Dak went down with his injury with his in in that week one against the Bucks? Yeah, that hand, hand injury, right? Yeah, dude, did you see the video when he was running? off the field into the tunnel he's waving to the fucking crowd dude they're throwing trash at him. are you serious 
They don't fuck. I'm yeah, dude. Like, and that's what I mean. Like I, and don't like, I like Dak. I think he's a good dude, but I think that he thinks he's like an elite quarterback. I think he truly believes like he's like a top 10. Like I'm, I'm up there with the, the dudes. And I'm like, you're not though, bro. You're really and not. Here's like, the thing. Mediocre. Dude. Here's the thing, dude. Like it's either he's mediocre or he just is not in the right system there. And like, maybe he would fit somewhere else better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we've never seen him in another system. Uh, I just, you're right. Year after year, there's so much talk on sports center. Yes. You know, ESPN, all the big channels always talking about deck. Like he's going to be the guy this year. He's going to have that breakout season. And just like you said, like a lot of guys are, in, he's injury prone, dude. He's always hurt. We've never really seen him like kind of just like full season. Yeah. It's kind of like be that guy, right? Like that you can rely on. And like the most elite quarterbacks in the league, you want to talk about like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady, like those type of guys, they don't miss games. They don't like Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. Yeah. He's had some of his injuries, but like, dude, Brady does not miss games, you know, like. Yeah, no, I, I just I, like if you want to say even Mahomes, look at Mahomes, like Josh Allen, like they're there, dude. They're they're showing up week I mean, by dude, week. And, and this this goes back to like again, my take on like Tony Romo, man. Like, I don't think that dude was anything to write home about. I know I, I agree. Call, if it's a hot take, then fine, so be it. But I what did that what did he do? What did he do and his whole entire career with the Dallas Cowboys that you sit there and be like, he was a great quarterback. He didn't win you fucking shit. That's what I mean. I, I think when you think of great quarterbacks, they got to win, dude. Yeah. Like they got to win. I'm not even talking regular season. Like you got to, you got to win your division. You got to get two places in the playoffs that, yeah, that like, matter. I mean, you obviously got to win a Super Bowl, but you got to at least like, look at Joe Burrow got to a Super Bowl last year. It's what there was like, his second year in the league, really, like, I mean, he was hurt the first year, right? Yeah. So, like, and he gets to a Super Bowl, like, that's the definition of a, he's a great quarterback in the league right now. He is. Yeah. And his no, whole I, line is garbage, and he still gets to a Super Bowl. How does that but, even, like. But that's what I mean, like, as as long as he, your quarterback can get you to a Super Bowl in his career with you, to me, that's a good quarterback. Like, but Tony Romo didn't do that. They yeah, went exactly. To the, they, they went to the playoffs, like, once dude and they lost like they don't even win in the playoffs like so i don't i can't sit there and be like yeah dude they're not dallas hasn't been relevant till since we were babies man like because they won in 94 i think that was like the last time they won like yeah it, you know just, i mean I, I think God. there's a lot there's a lot of clout there's a lot of clout behind so them much, dude. They're, they're like this is america's, america's team yeah america's team which is bullshit dude that's bullshit. i'm like you're not because america fucking hates you like you're not i mean i still i mean yeah i think eagles are obviously i bet didn't bet on them but i think they're probably gonna win now seeing them play um, the nfc the nfc dude is just weak it's so weak. it's, so, like, dude, it's the, so bad dude like dude the rams are not the team that they were well like at let's all. talk about the nfc north real quick and we can we can talk about my lines a little bit here which i'm obviously extremely frustrated. I was depressed after that dude. I was so sad after that game last week, the Vikings game. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah. That was my buddy goes, one of my buddies goes, you ever heard of S- the term SOL? And I go, you mean shit out of luck? He goes, no, he goes, same old lions. <laughs> I go, yeah, you're right, man. Um, that division 
now I'm like, I don't know who the fuck is going to win that division. Cause I'm like, the Vikings should have lost that game. They didn't. They got extremely lucky because we're the Lions. Uh, the Packers still don't look that sweet. And the Bears are so mid too. So like I'm yeah. like <laughs> that 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 division. I, mean, I still think there's a shot we could we could, you know, come out of it. But I mean, what happened in that game, dude, is exactly what I was talking about the first episode of this podcast. Um which was like, and it's what Dan Campbell said in hard knocks. It was, it was closing out games, like finishing games. And I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to go through the game real quick here. They had seven points in the first quarter again, and the Vikings had nothing. Okay. They had seven in the second quarter and the Vikings tied it up. So it was 14s. Okay. Lions had 10 points in the third quarter. Vikings had nothing. And then Vikings had 14 in the fourth quarter. So again, we're not finishing the game. Right. And you're Lions, blowing, you're blowing two so, different leads of two possessions. Right. So Lions score in every quarter but the fourth. They go for a field goal, miss it at the end, which was just like fuck. Uh Goff went 25 for 41 for 200, 277 yards, one late interception. And I think that was just because it was a heave, if I'm not mistaken. It was like a prayer, you know. So Goff completed three three separate fourth down passes, which I thought was like, all right, he's, you know, he's doing what he can. I, I don't think that's like bad. You know what I mean? Right. Um Dan Campbell's, I, I put this, I said Dan Campbell's balls lost us the game. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think. He goes for a 54-yard field goal with 114 on the clock. Your quarterback has completed three fourth-down passes in that game, and you decide to go for a 54-yard field goal. To me, that's like, why are you not putting what trust? What was it? What was the, What would the conversion have been? What was the distance? It was a fourth and one, dude. Okay, then yeah. then It was a fourth and one. So it says, yeah, because I'm like, I remember it being like a big deal like a way bigger deal than, you know what I'm saying? So it was, so I'm reading right here. The Lions got stuffed on back-to-back plays, forcing a third and eight, but Goff found St. Brown for nine yards, had a huge first down. That set up another huge play. Lions faced a fourth and one at the Vikings 30-yard line. They could opt to kick a 48-yard field goal and potentially push it to a six-point lead or go for it with an opportunity to put the game away. On offense. So it was a 48 yarder, not a 56, which is I think, or 54, which is what I said. So they had about a minute left and it was fourth and one. And they chose to go for the field goal instead of going for it. And they were up by three and they were going, they, they, they could have field goal. To yes. Go up they, by six. If they convert the first, the game's done. So, I mean, what do you do in that situation, right? I know it's like a tough call, so I'm not going to like blame it all on Dan Campbell, but I'm just trying to think if they go for the fourth and one and they convert that that's game 100% or Yeah, they could kneel it out basically. Whereas he's thinking we missed the field goal or we, or he's thinking if we don't if we go for it and we don't get it, then they're getting the ball back down by 3. Right. And and only have to go like 30 yards. Yeah, I mean, so I yeah, so I get that part too, right? Like, yeah, if we don't no, get I, it, I but, think that's a bad then, call. They, they should have went for it they because for the, it. the reason I say they should have is that Goff had three out of four. I mean, statistically, he in that game he was feeling it. 
He was doing yeah. okay for them. And, and, and also like, that just goes to show like you, the confidence in the quarterback, dude, like you have to instill that confidence in golf. Like not saying that golf's not confident. I'm just saying like, he's not well, playing bad. Like he's not playing terrible. That is a great segue into my sizzling take. Hit me. All right. I wrote, I wrote it down. So if I read it, like I wrote down kind of how I wanted to say it. So there's a flaw in the sport of the NFL. I think now I like where this is headed. Keep in mind what you just said about kicking the field goal. And like, let's backtrack to week one. Okay. The flaw in the sport are the kickers. Okay. I feel like I've heard takes like this before, but I don't so know my take, be. yeah, my take on it is that aside from the kickers, right? You have players who, uh, who basically have the threat of injury and they're hitting each other for 60 plus snaps a game with the obvious threat of injury and the physical toll it takes on their bodies um, only to have a, right. It's just like Tua, right. Prime example, right. Yeah. I got you. getting, and you have these players that are go out there for 60 minutes, 60 plus snaps, the toll of getting hit smacked around, like in the trenches, every play all for it to be taken away for a guy to come out who has gone through none of that physical wear and tear, none of the threat of injury isn't really a combatant in the physicality of the sport to make the, and to make the game actually great. And they're the ones that decide whether or not the game is won. Yeah. Like I, I see what you're saying. You, so you have like, like dude for, cause think, go back to week one, how many games were en- ended because of missed field goals. Dude, that was upside. Right? I, I don't think I've seen like, that in years, like, like in terms of so yeah, deciding the, factors. The Colts, the Colts lost because of a field goal. Missed the Steelers, by. Bengals. Remember that? Steelers, Bengals. Yeah. Right. Uh, Randy Bullock on the Titans missed a uh, game ending field goal to beat the Giants. Yeah. You have Cleveland kick a 60 yarder to win. You have the Saints kick a 57 yarder to win. And yeah, you had that Cleveland Steelers game that went back and forth, right? Like these guys that are in the trenches every day or every game for 60 plus 60 minutes, 60 plus snaps beat beat up, right? And then you have this random dude just come out and be like, I'm going to kick a field goal to win. If I don't, we lose. Like it's all riding on that one kicker who's not even a part of like the team, it feels like. And at practices, they're like, this goes down to high school, like even me playing like the kickers, like they're just sitting on the fucking sidelines. They kick like 10 kicks and that's it. So, and I'm, I'm not sure saying, in the, I'm sure in the NFL too, like they're doing lots of reps, but I get what you're saying. Like, but yeah, dude, like, I mean, you're, you're taking, and like, I'm not saying I, I'm, I, like, I'm anti kicker. Like I'm just, I'm anti kicking. No, I, I, I love, that, like, I love the take. Cause I've heard this before because I feel like so many games have been determined by kicks. And I think that, yeah. What sucks, like, I'm going to tell you right now, what sucks about that is that it can make the game so exciting sometimes, though. But there I are times where you're like, damn, like, all we need is this, like, and you're eliminating there and you're dude. watching. Yeah, I mean, like, I it's, it's I, like, instead of, like, a point after, like, dude, yeah. last, dude, last night in the game, 
Miami scored a touchdown, the fucking kicker mix a P, misses a PAT. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You miss a chip shot? Like, yeah. get, dude, just get rid of kickers and make every – if you score a touchdown, you have to automatically go for two. If you get it, you get eight points. If you miss, you're at six. But at least it's even throughout this game, the game, right? I like it's that. Just like, I do like that. And then this way you have less field goals and you'll have more teams going for it on fourth down when they're inside the 40 maybe, right? Yeah. Because because then like like for, for instance, the Lions, fourth and one. Right. Instead of saying let's kick a field goal to like to give ourselves, you know, six points. We don't because we don't want to go for fourth and one and miss it and then give them only 30 yards to kick a field goal. You're going to say, fuck it. Let's go for the fourth and one, because if we miss it, they have to drive 60 yards anyway and score a touchdown. Well, you know what I mean? And I also feel like to my point, like because I'm trying to play devil's advocate because I, I agree with your take. I'm not like disagreeing with it, but I'm trying to understand the other. You know, there is another side to it where it's like, yeah, it makes the game interesting. Da 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 da. I I feel like uh, fourth fourth downs to decide to get like if if you got to go for that like that fourth and one we were just talking about right like you have no choice you have to go for it like that's I think more entertaining than watching the kick go in you know I I don't think like it, yeah yeah like like oh, oh just, here it is here it is a just like Justin Tucker's going for the the record or whatever like I get it it's cool and all but like it's an annoying ass way to win the game. Because I mean, it is, it's it a guy, is, dude. It's like, like a guy that doesn't have that talent. Like we don't talk about the kickers ever. You don't, you don't like. They talk about QBs, their stats, right? Like you, you talk about receivers, you talk about running backs, and like their rushing yards, their passing yards, all this. We don't talk about like, oh, Justin Tucker made a sixty-four yard field goal like this many times and whatever, and like you know what I mean. Like I, we don't I mean, talk about that, and yet it does. It it decides the win or the loss, and it could actually like make or break play like there's playoff games that are decided because of this and dude like and they spend in total two minutes on the field like they don't they bring nothing to the table in regards to like the camaraderie of the team and like being a huge asset like, they're so on their own even in like are, special dude. teams like you know because special teams is like their own you know you have offense defense you've got your special teams like i feel like they're even different from that right like and, they are yeah, <laughs> they're just and the, the kicker and the punter. Like, <laughs> and 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 I think what would make football a lot more fun is because also look at this. Look at the standpoint of kickoffs. I mean, everything's a touchback now. No one runs the ball out because kickers are just kicking it through the end zone. So kickers yeah, are I literally do. They they are irrelevant. So what would be way more fun? You know, you can sit there and be like, okay, well, what about? you know, onside's kick. What if like we take kicking out of the game and you're down by three and you score a touchdown and like you want the ball back because there's a minute left. What do you do? What they should do is say, fuck onside kicks. The, say like the Eagles playing Detroit, say there's a minute left in the game. Eagles just scored. They go for two. They don't convert the two point conversion. They're down by two, right? So they need a touchdown to win. Like there's a minute left and it, instead of kicking off and doing an onside kick, they automatically, they get the ball again. The Eagles get the ball at their own 20, and it's fourth and 15. I and see, they have I, to, actually, that's they have to convert it. Too. They yeah. have to convert yeah. the fourth and 15. It's one play. You have to get 15 yards. If you yep. don't, they get that's Detroit where, gets the ball, exactly, game over. Yeah. If they do get it, okay, boom, ball's yours, go. I, I think love that way more. That, that would be sick. 
that would make that sport, dude, that would make football fucking sick. Yeah. Because you're sitting there and you're like, you're like, all right, I got, you're like, I got Brady at a fourth and 15. I just need him to complete this fourth and fifth. And like, that's sick. You're like, you're like, dude, it's Tom Brady, like game on the line. What play play are you doing? And it's like, instead of being like, Oh, I don't know if my team's going to recover the ball. You're like, Oh, my team's getting the ball back. They got a shot. I can watch this play knowing like, we have one last chance here to come back. Instead, you're like, you know, when it's an onside kick, you're like, odds are this is not going to happen. Like, yeah, 80, dude, like 80, 80 never, 90% of the time, they never get it. Okay. Yeah. Like it never it's happens. It's sweet when they do, but it's not like yeah. worth, it's not worth like, like a fourth and 15 could happen. Right. Like, right? You, like could, you just score a touchdown. You don't get the two point or like, well, you also you got to drive, the, you got to drive the field. And then you got to so, drive. Yeah. So, like, so it's like your defense should be good. Right. Like, and it's NFL like, defenses shouldn't let that happen, right? Where you where you got to complete a fourth and fifteen and drive the field, like it does make sense. I get that logic. I think, it, dude, I, I think it would be sick. And like, how cool? I mean, it would suck to be on the receiving end of this, but like, you know, it's fourth and fifteen. You have to convert this to stay alive, and like the defense does like pass interference, right? Yeah, like, and it's because like that automatic is, first down. Like they get the ball, yeah. and it's like you know, like that would be so much better because like then you're taking that one part of it out where it's just like you know you're you're the because i mean dude week one there were so many games that were decided by a field goal and like it was missed field goals and like that's the thing that irked me i was like dude so these kickers are just missing field goals and i'm like this is your fucking job this is right. your job to kick a fucking ball through a fe- like through the the, the goalposts and you're not doing it and you're getting ample opportunities and you keep fucking up and you're losing the game for your teammates and your brothers who were out there for 60 minutes 60 plus plays getting beat the fuck up yeah and all they want you are just... is to come off the sideline where you've just been dicking around <laughs> and kick a ball and you can't do that you can't you can't provide and it's just like i'd be like fuck you man i would be like fuck you dude like, i mean yeah imagine I... being like imagine being like like i think it was joe burrow and the Bengals. like they had that sweet like at the end of the game and I think McPherson missed the kick. It, it was like a sweet drive. I can't remember if it was an OT or whatever. It was like Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Touchdown. I think that's who it was. I'm trying to jog my memory. But I just remember it being like a great drive by the Bengals. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Burrow just carried this offense into the red zone. Touchdown. Only to have McPherson like doink it off the post. Like, to me, that's just bullshit. And like, I would like, I saw Joe Burrow's face, and I'm just like, he's got to be thinking in his head, like, this is absolute horseshit. Like, we won this game. Like, we did win this game. Like, I yeah. went out here, I got us that touchdown, whatever, you know. And so, I agree. I think we can get rid of kickers. I think it's bullshit. I think I was it would, even. I think it would make it fun, man. I do. Like, I was even watching like a high school game. I was watching like Sam's, uh, Sam's step brother, youngest step brother. He's sick running back and uh this dude is like you know he's he's having a game whatever and but like i i feel like i saw like a couple missed field goals or whatever in the game and it, and it was a close game like to the end they ended up winning but uh i was just thinking in my head i'm like this is stupid like these a lot of these kids can't even kick a fucking field goal like why are we why are even these kids like you know these kids can't even do it like why can't they just be going for two every time or whatever, you know, yeah. like, yeah, man, it just I, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't feel like a, like a thing you should be doing in football. Like you, you're never kicking unless yeah. it's an extra point, a punt or a kickoff. Like that's it. Yeah. It you doesn't make any sense. It, like, and when you think of like, when you think of other sports, 
in comparison to like the NFL with this topic, every other sport, every player contributes the whole game, whole game. Right. The yeah. only one you can maybe say different is pitchers like uh, like, a, a, you know, the closer, like, right, you right, know, right, like right. coming coming in for like two innings and pitching a game that way. Like, yeah. And that makes sense thing. though, because a, a pitcher can't go and you're still doing the same job as I guess the pitcher, you're just doing it less. No, yeah, it, right. I mean, because they it, physically can't do it, right? Like they yeah, can't I mean, go that much. Exactly. And like that would like that would the comparison would be like, you know, having two kickers in the NFL, like one to kick like PATs and the other to kick the long field goal. Right, right. But great conversation today, everyone. Um heavy again, stuff. Heavy stuff. Lot, lots going on. I think in the, the coming days, as we continue to hopefully meet more frequently, and and Carson can join back in, we're going to start um, talking more in depth with you know other sports, other athletes around the world, with um, NHL and NBA starting up, and again with uh, MLB college post- basketball is coming too in November, yep. and we got so. the MLB postseason starting. So. A lot of good stuff out there that we still want to address and talk about um, as those preseason games come to an end and this regular season start. So um, stay tuned, stay classy, and uh, go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. (laughs) Peace. Later.